0: Hey everybody, today's PubCast with Jeff Ferguson covering the money ball of social media marketing. We'll start in just a second. Before we get there though, just a really quick reminder that if you want to learn how to master your Facebook Insights in 30 days, you can save $100 on the program, but your your time's running out. You really only have today and tomorrow, it's Friday and Saturday, uh, to get this deal. Okay, so go to johnloomer.com slash shop slash workshop and use the redemption code Insights. All right, how about we get to that show? Let's do it. Hey, everybody, this is John from johnloomer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with this week's edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where I welcome a different friend each week to the virtual pub, and we talk social media. This week we got my friend Jeff Ferguson of Fang Digital. How's it going, my man? How you doing, dude? Doing all right. Doing all right. We're uh, making it through this week. I'm hoping for a little, uh, little time off here going into the weekend. How about you? Uh,
1: probably pretty the same. The uh, you know we've we've got the kids and and yeah, uh, you know, just like you, we've got three of them and and. Uh, we're, you know, we've got the the family coming over and and every other like stray that doesn't have Easter plans, and so we're, you know, I'm I'm the uh, I'm the holiday chef, or, and uh, so we've got it, you know, ham planned and a bunch of other, you know, egg hunts and nice. just just goes on and on. So it's uh, one of those things where you know, coming from being a bachelor before all this got started, and just kind of having this instant family with kids and everything, it's just it's all kinds of awesome. So it's uh, but,
0: yeah it is yeah it is yeah we we already had our our egg hunt because the the weather in colorado is a little unpredictable this time of year so they set it really early in case they have to reschedule it multiple times so we've already done that but yes yeah, so and i'm uh i'm getting ready for this this break a little early i'm on my my second guinness of the day in preparation for the pubcast and the weekend you got you got a drink there today you know the concept right
1: I absolutely do. We uh, we went with the Manhattan today. We're gonna mix it up a little bit. I know you're a beer fan, but uh, <laughs> you know I'm. Uh, uh, I know the the world premiere of uh, Mad Men is coming out pretty soon here, so I figured nice. I'd go with, uh, with, uh, with the
0: with a with little old school ones. So. Well done, well done. Yeah, my, my stomach doesn't handle the, the, the hard stuff, man. I'm, I'm I'm weak when it comes to that <laughs> stuff. I, I still work the beers, so that's what I'm working on. Um, yeah, when we first met this last December at. The um, allfacebook.com marketing conference, and you did a you led a little presentation there on the second day. So it was the second day, I you know I was was long past my panel, so my responsibilities were done, and it was I think it was in the afternoon. I was getting a little tired at that point. I was ready to to probably check out, and then you hop up there and start talking about Moneyball. And man, you—I mean, if you want to get my attention, that is it. He I mean, says I'm just—I'm a huge baseball nerd and stats nerd in general. Um, so then you start trying to combine social media marketing, digital marketing, and baseball stats. Like, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, and, and you know, I've—I've we—I interviewed you in the past. Um, on a, a written version on the site for anyone who wants to check it out and I actually wrote about uh, moneyball of, of Facebook marketing real briefly but I'll let everybody know who who's not familiar with the concept what's it all about about
1: so uh, moneyball was a a book that was written uh quite a few years back and it was um, it was uh, eventually made into a movie and um it was a great author who who would kind of find out that um that the Oakland A's um, who were one of the poorest teams in baseball um, had uh, c- kind of figured out this, this system where um, they were able to um, use their very limited budget to uh, basically piece together this, um, this kind of, you know, band of misfit toys is they, is they kind of call it in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, by basically cobbling together um, all these undervalued players and, um, by looking at, uh, the metrics that really cause, uh, teams to win. And, um, it was one of those things where, um, they, they used a, um, uh, some information that was by this cat named Bill James, who was, uh, who was brilliant. And, um, and now he actually works for, uh, the Boston Red Sox as kind of like their, uh, I think it's like VP of statistics or something along those lines. And, and he, um, he, for the longest time, was kind of always crying out and basically saying that the, a lot of the, the ways that um, that managers look at statistics or, or owners look at statistics when it comes to baseball players and games and things like that was just fundamentally flawed um, because um, there were so many different. Like type metrics that have been floating around forever that really had no meaning anymore, yeah. or they were just like they just didn't tie into it, and one of those metrics was um was the error, and uh, Bill James like really hated the error right. um, it, it was one of the things where he um in his in his mind he basically said like it was it was the equivalent of it was more like an opinion than right. it was like an actual metric uh, because it's one of the things where you could actually avoid. Getting marked as an error as a fielder uh, by just not trying at all. Uh, you know, if you saw the movie, you saw a couple of cool scenes where they went through and were were trying to uh, replace um, some really really good hitters that they had had on their team before. Uh, but they're trying to do it with um, like in the aggregate, and so they went through and found like three players that were really undervalued that people just kind of thought were done, like David Justice or, or uh, a couple other ones, and, and basically say, look. Um, we can get these guys all like a bargain rate and, um, in the aggregate, they're actually as powerful as the guys that we lost and we, and we can get them at half as much or something along those lines. And so like the, the real big thing that came down to it was like, um, that season while they didn't, they didn't go to the world series, they made it to the playoffs and they had actually, um, they set a record for, um, I think for the very least their league where they won 20 games in a row, which, yeah. And, um, and they, but they done it. So they, and like the really big metric that was really impressive that a lot of like, like owners in baseball really paid attention to, but, but not a lot of fans and other people did was, is that they won as exactly as many games as the Yankees did. Mm. But they, but they did it with a third of the budget. Yeah, you know that. Uh, my wife and I are big fans of that movie, and we just loved everything about it. And um, I remember, you know, going back, and we actually saw the movie first, and then you know, went back and read the book. And I've been, uh, you know, started reading a lot of other stuff on Bill James, a lot of his books, and a lot of the way he thinks and things like that. And um, it was, it kind of inspired me into this this larger concept to where um, I thought social media needed kind of like a money ball moment Absolutely. in a, in a way to where, because we were, you know, social media, you know, oh hell internet in marketing in general is, is, I would say is still probably at the very least in its teens, if you think about it. Yeah. And that would mean social media is kind of like a baby in comparison. And it's because of that, there's a lot of, um, a lot of new metrics that come out of it that people pay attention to, but they probably just don't, they don't matter as much, or at the very least, uh, they might matter if they're part of a much larger equation. It's kind of gone from there. I've been brightened a couple of different articles about that and and it's it's spoken to it, but it's that's the big concept,
0: yeah, I mean, and what's funny is that I mean I was even a kind of slow to this stuff, so as much of a stat nerd and baseball nerd as I am, um it really wasn't until I read Moneyball, so yeah, I actually read it <laughs> before the book. And I'm not even a big book reader, but I read that, read that uh, front to cover. And, and it really opened my eyes to to all these things that we put so much emphasis on that don't mean much and ignore these things that mean a lot. And what's funny, though, is, is much, as successful as that book was, as, as successful as the A's were during that time period, and they're kind of coming back to that uh, on a small budget, and as successful as that movie was, much of that culture is still there in baseball like for example while the home run is still more i can't think of any reason why any stat would be more valuable than a home run in terms of what you ultimately want to accomplish as a hitter uh the in terms of the triple crown the other the, this the one thing that we put on the pedestal that one uh um, title you want is Triple Crown, right? Miguel right. Cabrera won it for the Tigers last year. It was the first time since 67. Huge deal. Uh, that's why he won MVP in the American League. Not not to take anything away from him. he had a great year. But the thing is, other than the home runs, RBIs, not going to say worthless, but is so reliant on your teammates around you. Right. A- and batting average, not worthless, but completely omits... Walks and getting hit by pitch, um, and I'm, on base percentage is, and I think you'll agree, far yeah. more valuable than batting average. And so in the end, he won triple crown, but doesn't mean anything. But there's this culture that puts such significant value on that because it makes it easier. And oh, I think, yeah. and that's that's our problem. So you got stats like uh, the the win for pitchers. And errors for fielders. Like you want one thing to, to measure success. For a pitcher, it's wins, they said. Or for, for, for fielders, it's errors. For a Facebook marketer, it's likes. Like they want to keep it as simple as possible. But the true value isn't mm. something like war, <laughs> wins above replacement. Complex yeah. as hell for baseball. No right. one understands it. I couldn't even tell you what the formula is. And even when you want to talk about OPS and stuff like that, most a lot of people don't even understand what that is. Um, and and the same thing goes for Facebook marketing, for example. Like I, I did a, a post just the other day about all these um, ratios. They're just ratios. There's nothing special about them that I follow. But the problem is that many of these stats are buried and no one pays attention to them. So it's complicated, and they're like, eh. I worry about likes. <laughs> yeah, so it's like what? so everyone keeps gravit. It's not that people are dumb. It's just that we keep gravitating to what's easiest to explain success, and that unfortunately ends up kind of dumbing down the industry.
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, and, and it goes back to like, you know, baseball is a great metaphor for this in a lot of ways. And I I know you're, um, you know, you coach your uh, kids baseball team and, and uh, uh, I'm involved in mine on kind of like a scoring level and and some other things. My, you know, my wife's the team mom. And um, it's one of those things where um, once you've kind of got this money ball mindset in your head, um, you can see like the errors in baseball thinking all around you in the sense that, um, you know, like my, my son will be up to bat or or all the kids will be up to bat in one way or the others. And you hear all this different coaching, whether it be coming from the stands or you hear it coming, from, even from the coaches themselves, where it's kind of like, you know, hey, if it looks good, swing. Yeah, or, or right. if you like that, it, and it's it's all this just what is turns out to be just awful advice. Right. Especially, you know, especially if you think about it on the little league standard, where like you know the the pitchers are usually quite awful. You know, <laughs> when you think about it, you know, and uh, and you're lucky if you get it over the plate most of the time. And if you know, I, I would swear you could probably completely clean up if you just told the kids to stand there and not oh, yeah. swing yeah i mean because it's, it's, they they would just get walked constantly and and you would you would end up hitting the mercy rule absolutely. over and over again absolutely. but that's but then again you you realize the reason that doesn't happen is because it's not sexy which is you yeah. know it's like you know it's not the same as getting a hit it's not the same as getting a home run you know and, and uh you know in the movie it was one of the things where like uh you know uh, billy bean uh who was played by brad pitt was basically saying hey look These are good. It sells tickets and it sells hot dogs, you know, and a bunch of other stuff. But it it really doesn't matter uh, when it comes right down to it, because in in his mind, it doesn't matter unless you win the last game of the season. And when it comes to social media, I mean, you've got all of these other metrics like likes and followers and, you know, even like, you know, clicks or all these other kind of stuff that have been around forever, because it's not just a social media problem. This is like a problem that that has been carried since the beginning of internet marketing, where you'll get fixed in on these really easy metrics to basically say, Hey, look at, you know, all the page views are up or all this are up. And, um, you know, and it's good because it sells hot dogs and it gets, you know, so the tickets, but it, but ultimately it doesn't help you win the last game of the season, which is to actually get the sale and to make revenue and to do things for your business. Right. So it's, um, it's pretty trippy if you think about it
0: yeah yeah I, I had so much fun last year as as a coach it was like the first year like my, so my son my oldest son was um 10 turning 11 and so it was the first year's really serious baseball right but they still still a pitcher the typical pitcher threw about 50 percent strikes and balls which like you said if they don't swing at anything you're gonna walk a ton but um so but i definitely took money ball to to coaching and we we won the league, and I'm sure the other coaches hated me as a result, and I'm sure fans of the other team, parents of the other team, hated me as a result. But what I told them, what I told my kids, made perfect sense, right? Don't swing at bad pitches. <laughs> it's quite simple. You if you yeah. don't if you if you swing at only good pitches, not only are you more likely to walk, but when you do swing, you're more likely to hit it. And hit it hard. As opposed to if you're, if you're not selective, you're going to swing at stuff that is over your head and in the dirt. And you're going to strike out and then ground out to the pitcher and all this stuff. And what, what ended up resulting was, number one, we walked a ton. We walked more than anybody. Number two, we got a ton of hits. Because when we hit it, we hit it hard. We scored a lot of runs. And we won a lot of games. And that probably frustrated some people. Mm-hmm. But... That's really probably what everyone should. And, we, and the other pitchers got knocked out of the game quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really the strategy that you probably should be employing. And it's not just to win, but it's to be to for the players to understand. Like they've got to understand what the strike zone is, and right. they, they want to get on base. These are all good because the ultimate goal is to get on base to score runs and to win the game. Score more yeah. runs than the other team, and if and. And the other teams are bunting and all this stuff that is completely anti-Moneyball. I never bunted one year. I hate bunting. Mm -hmm. But we somehow, you know, won more games than anyone else. But um, so anyway, it's it's the same kind of thing, though, I think, uh, in social media marketing and Facebook marketing is that, I mean, you've got to look at things outside the box. And sometimes you're going to do things that aren't what everyone says you should be doing. You should be paying attention, looking, because for, like, for, for my example, I, I, I employed this method because it had been proven that if um, you, for example, don't bunt, if you don't get thrown out on the bases, if you're patient, you're going to score more runs and win more games. So I was looking at stats to do that. For Facebook marketing, it's the same thing. Like I, I hear all this stuff about how you need to, to to use status updates to get more reach, or you need to get more likes to, to attract more customers or you need to get use more photos like all these general assumptions right but it really wasn't until I challenged that and dug into my own stats that I realized what was actually working and what wasn't and so ultimately that's we need more we need a, a Bill Jamesian movement and I think that's why I'm so happy that um, you gave that speech, and you've written about this, and we're talking about this today. It's oh, absolutely. absolutely what we need.
1: Yeah, and I and I think uh, you know one of the things that, that um, yeah, I'd love to work with you on, and maybe a, you know a couple other people uh, at some point, is to really delve into it and kind of say, hey, what what is our on base plus slugging yeah. uh, when it comes down? Because you know it is probably a matter of like I think we've got all the pieces of the puzzle. And there, um, we just don't know what that puzzle looks like yet. And it's and it's probably um, you know there's probably two parts to it where uh, you know maybe what we use in social media is the on base percentage side of it, and then maybe um, the slugging we have already because if you think about it, the slugging is really you know the hitting for power is probably closer to um, you know getting on base or actually like uh, uh, making a sale yeah. or doing something that's conversion that's good for your business. So I think we've got that. In some kind of instance and so there's probably like a plus that's right there that you know so it's probably uh, some type of engagement metric that's made up of a variety of other things like likes and followers and shares and clicks and, um, and talking about this or a variety of other things that are kind of all mixed into this, into this one, um, big mega equation uh, kind of thing. And then that's plus ROI kind of thing where you could basically step up and say, Hey, look, um, you know, we'll look at these three things, you know, we'll, we'll look at, um, you know, we'll look at this in this in new engagement metric. We'll look at ROI. We'll look at this plus this and basically be able to say, Hey, look, your, uh, your social media efforts are really freaking successful because it's like not only that not you only look at the ROI part of it because it's like, hey, look, we're actually making sales and that's a good thing, right? But you're also looking at it from this engagement, which you can't really... Ignore entirely uh, because there's there's some intrinsic value that's built into this where it has to do with um, people talking about your brand yeah. and and um, you know and, and a lot of the same way that um, that you know traditional media uh, you know really would go after things like awareness or um, share a voice or or uh, you know increase in purchase intent and things like that that are all kind of these big um, kind of squishy type of metrics but they were the like the best that they could really do at that time um and so in this case you know it's like hey look we're we're better than that in the sense that that social media they're not as squishy <laughs> because because we can't track them you know, specifically. Yeah. We can really say, hey, look, these are real numbers. These aren't based on weird Arbitron or Nielsen numbers. Yeah. These are these are the real deal. Uh, but now it's just a matter of like, well, how the hell do we use these things and make it into a metric that that is of value? And you know, and I, I think you're off to a good start. I mean, I re- you know, I read your blog that came out this week. Um, and where we you're talking about a lot of important ratios and right. a lot of the stuff to it and I think that's like a first step down to it but I, I think what we like what we need to make sure and do is not just create more ratios <laughs> uh, you know in, in the sense you know in, in the sense to do something where we've got like a, a unification uh, number that kind of pulls things together and basically says yeah. hey look this is a great thing that actually satisfies a lot of things and you know and, and gets it done.
0: yeah I mean the, the, I think the one struggle that I have with it though like with baseball it's all uniform uh, every game every team's playing the same rules where you got four bases and you you everyone you know they got nine guys in the field and you're trying to score as many runs as possible and there's there're really good formulas out there. That help you, and even there's still teams that don't understand this. That help you understand um, how many runs approximately you're going to score uh, by combining a whole bunch of other stats, right? Right. And but it, that what's different though about say Facebook marketing or social media marketing in general is that like a walk is a walk is a walk in baseball. You you have a really you can, you can create you can decide what value that is. When you uh, kind of take an average of all the times anyone has ever been walked, because because sometimes that's going to lead immediately to a run, like you can walk in a run, right? Whereas with say Facebook marketing, for example, a share is not always equal to a share. So a share by Robert Scoble or some other really well followed person is not the same as a share by John Smith. Or and, and like all engagement, along those same lines, all engagements are the same, you know? So like we talk about talking about this. Well, talking about this includes liking my page, uh, liking a post, commenting on a post, sharing a post, checking in, like all these different things. But I think we know that, number one, those general uh, actions in themselves are not equal, but also depends on who performs those <laughs> actions. Yeah. So it is complex like I feel like we could dive in and and start assigning some values to some of these things um, and at least do that uh, like because sh- sh- I think I, I've seen some people start start this with like trying to assign weights to a share versus a comment versus a like for example and right. I think that's a good start but I think you then have to take a, a step out, out of that and also start to understand um, authority. Uh, and that may be if you have full access to the metrics. How, uh, as a result of that comment, like or share, how many people commented, liked, or shared? How many people um, clicked on a link? Like all these things, it makes my head hurt a little bit. Yeah, it's,
1: <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean it's it's some it's some heavy stuff, man. If you think about it. So, but it's uh, I think ultimately if we want to. Um, you know, if we want to grow up a little bit and, and get taken seriously that it's, you know, um, that social media isn't just um, people screwing around and showing pictures of their cats, you know, it's um, we're, we're going to have to come up with something that it basically just kind of like that warps their brain. And, and, um, and I think that's I think that's possible. I mean, there's a bunch of smart people that work in this business. And, you know, and, and we can't be the only one talking about it, right? Yeah. So it's, it, so it, it, you know, it comes from there.
0: So. Yeah, it, the quality is an important factor here. I mean, when you talk about, I feel like a big issue is um, stuff like the, the cat photos, right? You look yeah. you look at a, a, a Facebook page that shares a bunch of that crap and you compare their metrics to mine. Like, wow, they're really kicking your ass in, in Facebook marketing, dude. I mean, come on, you, you're you a Facebook marketing expert, what's your deal? But how much money are they making as a yeah. result of these cat photos? And um, and that's the problem is even when you look in engagement numbers, which I feel like engagement is important, there's still, you still gotta dig deeper on that too. It's like, well, what's the quality of that like, share, and comment? And it's the same thing with retweets, you know? All like right. I'll, I'll get something retweeted by someone famous, and then their 50 minions will re- retweet it too, and I'll see like of how somehow only 25 people clicked, like actually referred to Twitter or for, to my, to my uh, blog post, which is so ridiculous to me that people just retweet stuff without actually reading the post. <laughs> it's like, okay. But, but I think this all goes back to, all right, so what is the ultimate goal? And I think we need to work, work our way backward from that. So, and, and what's amazing is that, especially with Facebook now, because Facebook's everywhere, they're on your site. They are, you know, and so we got conversion tracking, we've got got, um, retargeting and all these things. This has to be in the future where you can actually determine the true value of each like, comment, and share because it led to X number of people clicking on that link who then went to your site and you can track the conversion pixel, how many people actually converted or bought something from you or something, whatever, and then... Oh man, I mean, I, I feel like I'm blowing my own mind here, but mm-hmm. or maybe it's my second Guinness. But <laughs> there, I feel like, especially with Facebook, you there's a true opportunity here. Maybe not immediately, but soon to actually provide uh, assign true value to to these types of activities because we know where it leads to, um, and Facebook knows at least potentially where it leads to, right. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that's, that, that's the, the first thing we have to determine when we put together a formula like that is, um, what, what's, what's the ultimate goal I mean, what, what is success? What does success look like as opposed to starting from the, the piece of content we created, um, the, the comment, like, or share, um, I think we got to think about what's most valuable in the first place, which is some sort of conversion, I think ultimately, right? Right.
1: Yeah, and but I think um, you know where we need to make sure not um, not to overcomplicate things. You know, which is an interesting thing to say given what all we're talking about. <laughs> but is 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 like the remember that uh, you know one of the things I said in the presentation was like the, um, the your success metrics really don't change. Um, with each media that you use, each media type that you use, right? So it's one of the things where like whether it be social media or paid search or TV or whatever it is, you know, the, the end of the line, is still the end of the line. You're still, you know, it's still going to be about sales or revenue or, or, um, or ROI or some type of metric that, that basically is the, um, is the KPI for your business along those lines and uh, everything else is one of the things where you, you may ever have other kind of KPIs along the line that are kind um, of help you evaluate um, the successes of different parts of the business along, you know, as far as different efficiencies and things like that. But the, you know, ultimately that end is still there. It's still in place.
0: Absolutely. Now, I, f- I feel like we're on the right path to uh, solving the riddle of uh, the ultimate formula for Facebook marketing, social media marketing. But we're gonna. I think we're gonna have to to finish that <laughs> offline. Get that done. Um, but and so your battle didn't start just with social media and redefining how you know we define the like and, and this and that. But you've been talking about dismantling SEO as well, right?
1: Oh uh, yeah, and that's that's. I mean, it's a fairly new concept that we've been playing with. Uh, where you know SEO is probably. Uh, you know, I would say it's probably one of the older. Uh, forms of internet marketing you know one of the older disciplines on it even before we were calling it seo um you know it was uh, i remember you know back when i first started doing it when you know we would just call it so i guess you just call it grassroots marketing or 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 some other kind of name for it that was based on um you know just kind of saying hey look there's just stuff you need to do to your website so that the search engines see you and that's all there is to it and and um, you could see it just evolve over time where people were, um, uh, you know, doing their best to kind of trick it and do all kinds of stuff. But it was always kind of like, you know, really frustrating to me, even back then, where you, you knew it was, um, you know, like it was causing people like to fall from the, the, the pure faith of things or whatever it is and you know and over time as like um you know the the real purpose and the real heart of seo is is kind of come to light even though google's never really completely defined what the algorithm looks like it, you know, it's said over and over again. It says, "Hey, look, this is what we're looking for. These are what it is." And and uh, at Fang, when we do like our SEO audits, we always kind of come things together in this this concept of uh, content and um, site architecture and inbound links and and you basically said, "Hey, look, just about everything falls into that category um, in one form or the other." And if you're missing one or all of those types of things, then you're you're you know you're just not going to show up. You're not going to get the traffic from organic that you. Um, that you deserve because you're just not playing the game
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so you know we've kind of been playing with that idea for a long time and that and our clients really like that it's a good simple way to kind of get their minds around it and and it's uh you know it's always kind of kept us in the on the the white hat side of the fence and and um you know everything but even then what we've really been thinking about and this is where the, the dismantling seo kind of concept comes into play is that um, I, I think we've I, I think the SEO discipline is matured enough to where we need to start giving back um, certain functions within SEO back to um, people within the organization that are there already that should really be kind of in charge of that already in one form or the other and it was you know some of these funny things where you look at it from the idea of like hey look um, should the SEO guy really be in charge of content yeah all right and, and it's one of the things where you know, you've got guys like um, like you, who you know will basically say, "Hey, look, I'm not an SEO guy at all." Uh, but you you create content every day. You blog every day. Um, you know, you and you've got all these other organizations that are like in the news business, or they're in the you know they do entertainment, or one form or the other, uh, where they're just sitting there, just churning out content all you know, sometimes completely oblivious to the idea of SEO, hmm. right? And, and maybe, you know, it's maybe they've heard of it, but they're doing it to do it for the right reasons. Right. They're doing it to say, hey, look, we're doing this so humans can read it. And that's really was the true purpose of it, right? So, so great. Let's, let's take content out of, out of the SEO's job, right? As far as what it is. And then, yeah. um, then you get other concept of where it's site architecture. But you think about it, you know, that is something to where the people that, that are building the sites really should just be good at that piece already. Where where I think this is gonna like piss some people off and like is is mainly the where does that leave the people that are actually SEOs and I and I think they still have a place in the world, uh, you know and heaven forbid you know we're we make money off of SEO we're we're in the SEO business as well we do audits and things like that but you know I, I think we're. Um, where the SEO's role kind of ends up being, especially on the outside, maybe is the is the kind of like the keeper of the faith or the you know the the steward of those concepts over a thing. Where you know he becomes the guy that is just making sure you're you're on the right path to get all this stuff done, and you know, and that's kind of the way that we've been approaching it, but without even realizing that we're trying to dismantle things. And and it's mostly because we'll come along and and we don't ever do link building, we don't ever do content building because we would rather. Um, teach our clients to do it for themselves yeah. and a lot of those things and, and so that's a way you know when we we kind of sell our seo packages together on a lot of things it, it's you know it's not the package that you see on a lot of other sites where they're going hey look um, it's $20,000 a month or it's $2,000 a month or whatever it is, and it's a big box of mystery, and we're not not—we're barely going to tell you what you're going to get out of it. In our case, we're going to say, hey, look, we're going to audit your site. We're going to give you a nice report on on what it is, where it's going to help you craft a strategy to move forward with this thing on a variety of fronts of all the things that we catch and all the things you should be doing. And then we come in and we do an education session where we teach the key people that we talked about um, how to do these things. And, and, make- and so, that, so it's, yeah.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's common sense for those who who have common sense, partially. Um, But what I see from the old black hat uh, SEO, I also see kind of maybe they're giving up on the SEO and they're trying to infiltrate Facebook. I don't don't know. But it's the same kind of stuff, right? In both cases, you're trying to trick an algorithm into thinking you, you have more value than you do. Right. So 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 you're you're doing all these different things instead of focusing on what's important, which is providing value that humans want to share. I mean, I don't necessarily want to oversimplify it because it's more than just writing good content every day on your blog that humans want to share and writing good content on Facebook every every day that humans want to share. This is a little more complicated in that you have to help them find it as well. And that goes beyond algorithms. That goes beyond. That goes to you know maybe some paid stuff you should consider, or Mm -hmm. it's you know using uh, social media and other social media. It means um, networking with people who have an audience. It's you know writing posts for other people so they can find you. It's I mean it's all these things. It's but it's not working the system, and and that's that's the problem. I think everyone is looking for a shortcut. Not everyone, but too many people. Looking for a shortcut, or uh, looking focusing on an algorithm instead of humans when I mean, it's God, it's really not that complicated, right? You know,
1: yeah, and I mean, and that goes back to our original conversation where it's about the metrics for social media or the metrics for anything is that um, you know you can even say that we you know, we we did more harm than we did good with the idea of by having so many metrics. You know, we yeah, see that it's yeah. like, hey, look, this is the fantastic part about it is, is that we can track all this. We have these solid numbers. We can do things. But um yeah, it's one of the things where there's plenty of things that we can track that we never even need to, and that gets us again, you know, kind of wandering off the the pure faith. I mean, it SEO, does, yeah. SEO for years, and and people still do it. I mean, it's still a really vicious argument that comes up at the different search conferences, and I'm I'm sure it's happening right now at SES New York. And, uh, you know, because I know it happened at SMX Toronto and action at SMX West, where everybody's gonna go in, hey look, uh, I need to be able to track uh, keyword ranking, you know, and you could tell him over and over again, say hey look, keyword ranking is, is next to worthless anymore, especially on Google. Because it's going to be different for everybody that looks at it. You know, it takes in factors of like um, your location and what other pages you've liked and how many pages your friends have liked, and all these different factors that basically will push up one page one way or the other. Um, yet there are still tools out there that make a ton of money off of telling people this report of where the rank of a given keyword
0: uh, is, yeah. right,
1: yeah, and and those people, people live or die by that where they're basically saying hey look we're number one for concrete sealant, right, but nobody's ever bothered to do the, the homework to, to see whether or not um, concrete sealant is actually driving the type of traffic that is giving them customers, mm-hmm. right, you know, so and they, so they've so they lost it, so they've already lost in that equation and, you know, meanwhile you're dragging a guy out of the building because you're out of business and the whole time he's, so he goes yeah but we rate number one on concrete ceiling exactly. right you know like and it's it's um it, it's really kind of funny it's 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 easy to get caught off on this it's good but it's i think in all cases we always got to back up and think about it said hey let's remember we're we're trying to impress the humans
0: right I, we, we could talk about this all day um I, i've got a fridge full of other beer that i could have could have opened to continue this conversation but uh i think we're out of time here and um but real quick Tell tell us a little bit about Fang Digital and what you guys are doing over there.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, so uh, we're we're a newer advertising agency. Uh, we do specialize in digital uh, digital media. Um, you know, we've been around since twenty ten, um, but we're we're growing like a weed. Um, we've got some fantastic clients. Uh, you know, I'm not going to mention them on air, but you can come up to Fang FangDigital and and uh, see all the great ones there. And, um, you know, and we, we do a lot of work in paid search. We do SEO as we talked about. Um, we do do some things in social media, but it's more on the um, on the uh, media side of things, on the paid media side of things. Uh, we do display, we do mobile, we do the really the gamut, and, and it's uh, you know I hate the term full service, but we are yeah. very full service in, in a lot of ways, and and uh, you know we've been killing it for clients for the last couple of years. We we grew uh, amazingly well last year, and we're we're on track to do it again this year. So it's. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's been a real fun ride and, and uh, they kind of like be a part of this and, and see where it's going. Um, one cool thing uh, that I wanted to kind of offer your, your listeners is, is that we do have a, a kind of a new ebook that we just put together on social media. That's, um, you know, it's kind of more of like a tune up, getting started guide that, that might, you guys might be of interest to. Mm-hmm. And um, if you guys, if your audience wants to go to uh, connect dot fang dot com slash john loomer Ooh. um it'll uh you'll actually you know it's a page just for you guys and uh you can sign up there and, and get this ebook and and uh use it uh you know for all great stuff we, we cover facebook and and uh twitter a lot in there but it, for the most part it's it's something where uh you know we've, we've got a lot of great response off, off of it so far and we you know we, we hope you'll like it so
0: so that was connect that fang dot com slash john loomer Exactly. Okay, so I'll put that on the the show notes as well for anyone who who needs it. Uh, so before we go, where where can everybody find you? Um,
1: you can get me at uh, Jeff at FangDigital dot com, or you know, or you can come up to the site. There's a bunch of forums that'll get to me, and and. Uh, uh, but uh, my next show's appearance, if you want to come see me speak, is I'm doing uh, the eMetrics conference in San Francisco and the conversion conference in San Francisco um, in uh, mid-April. Uh, so I'll be doing both of those. One of them's on uh, – actually, both of them are on paid search, but we're just kind of different ways. One's talking about paid search and big data, and another one is talking about paid search and, and some kind of hardcore optimization techniques. So.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Jeff. You're welcome back anytime, my friend.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for uh you know for chatting. And uh, like you said, I'm sure we could have just gone on for hours. So.
0: That is it. Thanks again to my friend Jeff Ferguson of Fang Digital for pulling up a bar stool on the social media podcast. Once again, as he said, you can get their free ebook on social media by going to connect.fangdigital.com slash John Loomer. It's on the show notes as well. And a final reminder, last call on being a part of the FB Insights exclusive workshop where you'll learn to master Facebook Insights in 30 days. Get 100 bucks off only through this weekend. Promotion code of FB Insights. Go to johnloomer.com slash shop slash workshop. All right, that's it. So until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.